Conversations in Equine Science. My name is Kate Acton and I'm joined by Nancy McLean. And today we're doing a bonus episode on how to find a good quality research paper. So there's a couple of different points that you can look out for to make sure that the paper you're using or you're reading is reliable. One of the first ones that I would say is take a look at where the article or the paper has been published. So different journals have different um, quality levels, basically. And you can go onto a journal quality list, a JQL, and this will tell you where they're ranked within their professional field. So when you're looking for equine papers, you can pop on there. You can look at like something like the British Equine Veterinary Association and see where the paper is ranked. And then you can say, okay, well, it's ranked pretty high, then it must be one tick on the list of it being reliable, the actual um, publication. Then you want to consider who is the author. So for each research paper, you will be able to click into the author and see what their other work includes. And this is really useful because you can see, has the author done much research in this area? Um, you know, what is their background? What is their training um, and kind of get a sense of how much knowledge they have. Consider as well what the date is of the publication and a handy tip for this is if you are on Google Scholar, on the left-hand side, you can actually click what year you want to look for a paper from. And what we'd always advise is type in the area you're interested in. So you might type in, you know, um, paying behaviors in a horse and then click from 2020 or from 2019 start nice and high if no papers come up in that area then start to move back through the years until you get to a paper that is what you're looking for this is useful too because i mean sometimes and nancy will be able to attest to this we do use older papers because there just simply hasn't been any updates on the research since. And that's perfectly useful. But I think certainly in the last 10 to 15 years, a lot more research is coming out in the equine industry. So we should have more, more papers to delve into than just one on any given topic, unless it's very niche. Mm -hmm. um, we also want to consider what the experts in the field say about the paper and another really easy way to do this is when you're on google scholar and you find that paper you can see before you click into the paper it'll say how many times it's been cited so that means it's been used in other research publications as a reference and if it's been cited over 300 400 times then you know it's robust you know other experts are looking at this um, and then also determine the quality based on that. So if you look back over just, for instance, the four points I've said, and you think, okay, you know, I would say it was reasonable to good on all those points, then you can consider that article to be qualitatively good. So it's useful in example of literature review or some, you know, consider as well, is it somewhat dated? Um, but again, you should be able to determine that when you look at the timeline for it and when it was published. Yep. And I, I think another big point, and I know I'm, I've always said this on other episodes, is that uh, 
we build upon the work of others when we're doing research. And that's an indicator. Is there plenty um, of, in the literature review, plenty of examples of previous research and what the conclusions were in those papers? And then that research proves it can be replicated or repeated. And that's so important to be able to, it's a building block for more research. So that's one of my main points as well. Perfect. And then Nancy, did you have some like what to avoid points when it comes to research yeah. papers? When you're reading a paper and it just seems like the author or the researchers are looking for something that just cannot be found. There's no evidence for it. And um, there's not enough, um, there's a data stream that doesn't really ring true or follow. Maybe your graphs don't start at zero or, you know, the data is missing in there. That's always, um, that's always a red flag to me. And then also, the misrepresentation of information and uh, misleading uh, participants. They may be talking about something totally contrary to what the lead investigator is investigating. So you kind of have to be able to decipher what's really going on here. And a lot of those more credible journals, they won't publish that. So, um, as Kate said, her tenants really ring true because you're going to get a lot more views and a lot more, what would you call it, Kate, professionalism in those yeah. higher ranked journals. So I think um, that's a good point, though, because you'll always find at the bottom of a journal um, or an article, I should say, at the bottom of the article, the author will say if there was any bias involved yeah. or if there was, I shouldn't, shouldn't say bias, but any conflicting interests. So be careful where you're looking at big companies that have produced a lot of their own research because sometimes, um, it's definitely not the case for all, sometimes they can kind of follow the positive narrative and not necessarily delve into the data that didn't tell the story they wanted. Um, now, data is so variable when you do research. It doesn't do what you want it to do most of the time, I would say. So, you know, you can do a research project and then you can realize some of the data is not usable and that's fine. That's where you're kind of narrowing down and making sure you're focusing on what's robust and what can be relied on as data. Um, and as Nancy said, you know, look to look to those kind of, journals that are backed up by other professionals. I would say too that some research papers are, you know, they have aspects to them that are subjective and that's absolutely fine. It doesn't mean that the research isn't good, but anywhere there's humans involved, we, we have human bias, we have owner bias, and we have um, the ability for that subjectiveness to come into play. Definitely owner bias is one that was drilled into us when we were studying veterinary nursing. I'm sure any veterinary medicine or veterinary technician will be able to back that up, that, you know, what the owners report, you know, can sometimes be clouded by love or by fear or by guilt or by worry. 
it's not always an accurate representation. So we have to take these things into account as well, but they don't necessarily, you know, dictate whether the research is quality or not. Yeah. Well, that's, that's about how I would judge it, Kate. I think that's everything. Yeah. Yeah. So any other questions? That was a great one to get in from Aileen. So thank you. If you've any other questions about research in general, do contact us either on Facebook, Conversations in Equine Science, or on Instagram, Science, and we can bring you more bonus episodes. Okay, thanks so much. Take care.